welcome to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. We will explore God's Word to learn how we can live by God's grace and for His glory. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Here's your host, Noah Hooper. Have you ever considered that the Bible doesn't just address the manner in which believers are to love one another? That is, they are to love one another by serving one another. But it also addresses how believers are to feel in love about one another. Our passage today in Romans 12, in the first part of verse 10, tells us, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. You know, the Bible in this verse, it addresses how believers are to feel love one to another. You know, we often address how believers are to love one another by serving one another, and that is true. But the Bible also addresses how the believers are to love one another in a manner that is like a family loves one another. Romans 12 verses 9 through 13 deal with how believers are to relate to one another in light of the truths of Christ's redemptive work. Paul seems to deal with this internally. And externally, if you are to be in fellowship with other Christians in your local church, it must begin in your own life. Then it flows from within you towards other believers. There is an internal submission to God that is described in verse 9. It calls believers to sincere love, an appalling reaction to evil, and embracement of good. This must be a reality within each believer before they can walk in the truths of verses 10 through 13. Genuine love and holiness alone can produce these truths seen in verses 10 through 13, which we will look at as we continue our study through Romans 12. We see family love, passionate service, life together, and generosity. These are detailed in how believers are to relate to one another within the context of the local church. However, those displays are first and foremost rooted in the familial love that believers have for one another, and that is what we're going to be looking at today. In Romans 12, verses 10, it says again, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. Paul uses language in this phrase that is not often used in the New Testament regarding love. Love in the New Testament primarily comes from one of two Greek words, agape and phileo. Agape describes the sacrificial love that is displayed in what a person does, and phileo describes the feelings of affection a person has for another. But neither of those are specifically used in Romans 12.10. Rather, it is brotherly love. This verse describes the fraternal, familial affection that believers are to have for one another. This verse calls believers to love one another as family members love one another. Believers are to love one another in a sacrificial manner and also a felt manner. This believer, this verse doesn't deal with the outward display of love, but rather the inward affection that believers have for one another because of their relationship to each other within the family of God. The command to sacrificially love is rightfully emphasized in our teaching and preaching. 
But there is also a command given in Scripture of how believers are to love one another with the same way that family members love each other because we are the family. Notice the repetitive emphasis of brotherly love described in this verse. He begins the verse by saying, Be kindly affectioned one to another. This is an interesting phrase but it is because it is the only place in God's Word where the word for kindly affection is used. It describes the love that biological family members have for one another. So within this context, it describes the love that the family of God must have for one another within the church. So how are believers to love one another as a family with brotherly love? At the end of the first phrase, Paul essentially repeats himself. He is calling these Roman believers to have familiar love for one another with familial love. Make no mistake about it. Believers are to love one another as a biological family loves each other. This phrase is used uh, in Romans 12 and 10, 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 9 and Hebrews 13 and 1 as brotherly love. It is also translated as the unfeigned love of the brethren in 1 Peter 1 22 and brotherly kindness in 2 Peter 1 7. This fraternal Brotherly love is to be the natural state among believers. There is no room for hatred or animosity among the people of God within the local church. Rather, there is to be love for one another as a family because they are in the family together. Consider your biological family. There will be times of agitation, annoyances, and frustrations. However, this kind of love remains. You have a bond with your brothers or sisters because you are in the family. The love you have for your family members really only exists because of the common bond you have as a family. There's a beauty in the love that family members have for each other. They may have different personalities and interests, but there is love because they are in the family together. You know, God has abundantly blessed me with a wonderful, immediate, and extended family. So it is, easy, it is easy for me to say that. However, even in the most dysfunctional families, this kind of love exists. Let the difficulties come and the trials rage, but you still love them because they are your family. This is true with our biological family. How much more should it then be with the family we have in Christ? Perhaps you hold on to bitterness and hatred towards another member of your local church family. But how can that be so? Your love for them should triumph over your frustration with them because you are in the same family. I remind you of the truth that you are one in Christ with other believers. The traditional barriers that divide us are torn down in Jesus Christ. He tears down the ethnic, political, and social barriers by bringing us together because of our faith in Him. You are not merely the associate of other Christians, but you are the brother or sister of other believers. And by the way, it is important to note that this family is only true of those who are in Christ. It is through faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ that radically diverse and completely divided people are brought together. 
They are not just brought together as a corporate organization merges with another one. It is not even like an athlete being traded to another team, nor is it like a person even changing his citizenship. Rather, there is a change in your birth certificate. You are no longer a child of wrath, but you are now a child of God. Thus, you are brought into this familial fellowship with other believers because they are his children as well. Brotherly or sisterly love is possible because you are made brothers and sisters through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we must heed and live out the command given in this verse. An important truth to note is that Christians are not to love one another in the manner that a husband loves his wife or a young man is taken by his sweetheart. There's no hint of that kind of affection within family love. Rather, this is a pure love that is shared because of our familial relationship with one another. Paul gave Timothy specific commands for how to relate to the members of his church in 1 Timothy 5 and verse, verses 1 and 2. He told him to treat the older men as fathers, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters. Now, of course, that was a specific command given to Timothy as a pastor, but it is certainly applicable within the context of this family love. Christians are to love one another as family members love one another. To obey the admonition within this verse, you ought to view the other members of your local church and other believers in the same manner that Paul called Timothy to do so. Look at the older men and women as mothers and fathers. View the younger than you as brothers and sisters. This will promote family love because it will produce affection that is rooted in Jesus and unmarred by iniquity. That is the kind of feeling of love we are to have for other believers. Family love, it is a pure love. You know, next week we're going to look at the rest of verses 10 and 11, which show us how we are to serve one another, how we are to, to display this kind of love. However, I want to first challenge you about this matter of family love. Do you love the fellow believers both within and without your local church in this manner? There is a beauty to the love that believers have for one another because of their union in Jesus Christ. There are people within my church that I would have nothing in common with, that I would have no interactions with, that I would probably never even come into contact with apart from this one thing. We are one in Jesus Christ. That is the beauty and the glory of what happens when we are brought together through faith in Christ. I am united in faith with people that I would not even interact with because we are one in Jesus. And because we are one in Jesus, because we have been made brothers and sisters in Christ, we ought to love one another as believers, and as family members because we are both loved by and we love the Lord Jesus. We love Him and are loved by Him. Therefore, we ought to love those who are loved by Him and love Him. 
Do you love other Christians with brotherly love? This is an important reminder because it will also help us in the matter of forgiveness and bitterness. I know there are families who stay angry and irritated with each other because of something that happened in the past, but most often than not, family members cannot stay in that condition, and neither should believers. Neither should believers remain at odds with other believers because our union in Christ triumphs everything else that divides us. How is your relationship with those that you are in the family with? Do you love with brotherly love? You see, we love him and are loved by him. Therefore, we ought to love one another with family love. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review. And I hope that you will join me next week as we continue studying God's Word to learn how to live by His grace and for His glory.